Well, hey there. Uh, glad to have you with us. Uh, one of the things that strikes me about the Christian story is that for 2,000 years, people have used this season, this, these weeks before Christmas, to prepare for the coming of the baby king. They called it Advent, the coming. And they did that so they wouldn't miss the coming of the king in all the preparations for the holiday. And they did it to recognize the baby as the Savior when the baby would come. This is the second of the sermons of Advent this year. Last week, uh, Matt started us off wonderfully by using the image of the 23rd Psalm uh, to bring alive the stories of the shepherds. How the good shepherd becomes the shepherds in the Christmas story. And if you just remember one thing from last week, I hope you'll remember more. Remember that the shepherds learned that Jesus came so that God would be with us. God is with us no matter what. And today, we'd like to take another look at those shepherds and see what we can learn from them. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, in the words of the ancient church, I pray that the meditations of my lips and the thoughts of our hearts might be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You know, uh, for me, this Advent season uh, really could be the season of getting lost. I've gotten lost a lot. I mean, I'm new here, but how can Google Maps not know that when I punch in 281 green oaks, that that's not the same as 281 royal oaks? But the elderly couple I kept interrupting, they'll never forget. I got lost badly. And I'm rushing twice as lost and twice as late on, and I'm stopped by the Atherton police. Very polite. But when I said, I'm just looking down at Google Maps, they said, sorry, sir, that's not legal in California. And so I learned a lesson, but don't worry, we're not in trouble. I told them that I was the new pastor at the Baptist Church. We're fine. It's frustrating to be lost. It's embarrassing. Sometimes it's a little scary when you're lost. And sometimes being lost can be terrifying. I love stories. One of the reasons that I love them is I think Jesus has taught me to love stories and tell stories because people identify inside the story and they don't forget them the way they forget lectures. And I have... Uh, a story in my head of the lost and found that I, I think I'll never forget. The story comes from the era of the great explorers, right before the, uh, the First World War, names like uh, Perry and Byrd and Scott and Amundsen flew around the world, went to the poles and raced each other to be the very first ones there. Less well-known is an Englishman named Ernest Shackleton. He and Perry set out to be the very first to cross the entire Antarctica to get to the South Pole first and plant their flag. But you can't do it alone, and who'd be crazy enough to go with him? So Shackleton puts out this ad, this incredible ad. Danger ahead. Terrible conditions. 
huge risk of never returning. Honor and glory if you accept. And there were over a thousand volunteers that wanted to take the trip with him. Well, they take off from England and in the fall of 1914, sail down to the southern part of the world. And in December, they are delayed by storms, but they decide to go ahead. And by December 14th, they are at the cap, the beginning of the polar ice cap. And they sail between the icebergs in until the middle of January. They are frozen in place, locked in the ice. Frankly, not totally unexpected, about half of the time it happens. And so they sit there, frozen in the ice for months. They get off the ship, let the dogs run free. And from January all the way until September, things are going okay. But in September, instead of the ice melting, the ship starts to tilt. And in October, it tilts more. And so they all get out of the ship. And in November, the endurance sinks below the polar ice cap. And they're left there alone and lost on the ice. The men, 34 of them, drag by hand one of the small skiffs that took the endurance through the ice and dragged it over 60 miles to the edge of the Wessel Sea where the icebergs dot the sea and they sailed from the cap to Elephant Island, which is just off the polar ice cap, but nobody ever goes there. Sometimes every couple of years, a whaler will come by, but all 34 of them get off and stay for a week and nobody's coming. Nobody knows where they are. And so on April 24th, Shackleton gets not in the skiff, but in the little lifeboat with five other men and waves to his 28 sailors and says, Whatever it takes, I'll be back. And you see that picture of the men just launching the skiff and watching it sail away. The 28 men left at the bottom of the world, in the ice, all alone and lost. That is what it's like to get lost. What have you lost? How can you find what's been lost? How can you be found yourself? This year, so many feel lost. They're lonely in their relationships. They've lost some confidence in their faith. They're, they're fearful of losing their livelihoods. They feel lost in all the fighting about race or politics or sickness that divides them from people. They've lost their community. Or when your children walk away from you or they walk away from the faith and everybody feels lost. When life brings you to a place you don't think you can ever get back from, you can feel lost. How do you get back? And that's why this is a Christmas story. That's why we need to hear the old story of people who are lost and a God who comes and finds. Let me read you from the Gospel of Luke. So the baby was born just outside Jerusalem. And Mary wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and they were terrified. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. 
For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, the Messiah. And this is your sign. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And then there's this whole angelic concert and the shepherds scurry off and they find Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And it says, they spread the word about what they'd been told about the child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said. I think there's a story about the shepherds who had a life-changing episode. You know, it, it says that they came and saw the baby and then they went home, but I, I bet the shepherds came back. I bet the shepherds came back again and again and again. And I think that because Jesus knows so much about shepherds. He's a carpenter's son, but he knows all about shepherds. And I imagine that Jesus grew up among the shepherds and, and learned from them. He didn't grow up in the palace. He grew, out in the cow, he grew up out in the cow towns. And he'd have heard stories and he'd have seen stories from the shepherds. And some of those stories might have sounded like this. It says Jesus told them a story. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one. Doesn't the shepherd leave the 99 out in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and his neighbors and says, Rejoice! I found my lost sheep. Jesus says, I'm telling you, that's the way that there's more rejoicing in heaven over a sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous people who don't need to be found. He learned from the shepherds. What do you want to be when you grow up? Now, Jesus is a little Jewish boy, normal. And in those days, he could dream of being Moses, the lawgiver, or David, the king, or Gideon, the hero, or Elijah, the prophet. That's the top of the food chain for him. But Jesus becomes Maury, the shepherd. He's a blue-collar leader at best. He says it himself. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. The way the Father knows me and I love the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep not in this pen. I have to bring them also. The sheep listen to my voice and there'll be just one flock and one shepherd. And my Father loves me because I lay down my life only to take it up again. Jesus is the good shepherd. Not a common view that we have of what the great leader looks like, but it's, that's rooted in the Old Testament. The shepherd is an Old Testament leader figure. You can see it in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 34 says, The Lord God proclaims, Look, I will search myself for the sheep. They're my sheep and I'll seek them out. Like a shepherd seeks out his flock that have been scattered, I'll seek out my sheep and I'll rescue them from all the places they have been scattered on a day of clouds and dark. And I'll bring them out of the people and I'll gather them from the countries and I'll bring them to their own land and I will feed my sheep and I myself will be the shepherd. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured and I'll strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I'll destroy because I'll feed them with justice. 
So the birth at Christmas, the Jesus birth that the shepherds watch is the start of a rescue operation. It's a shepherd coming all the way from heaven to bring every lost sheep home. And it's more than just gathering home the lost. Jesus, the good shepherd, wants to move us, to guide us to a new address, to feed us all with justice. Isn't that a great sermon for them, for those lost people over there? There may be lost people more than you think, and they might be sitting closer than you think. One of the signs that you uh, spend a lot of time being lost, lost people are driven. They go faster. Lost people find that underneath, they're afraid. The lost are afraid. Henri Nouwen, the Catholic priest, says that most people spend most of their lives living in what he called the house of fear. And the good news is that Jesus, the good shepherd, rescues people and moves them from the house of fear into the house of love because we are carried and led by the good shepherd. So let me ask you this morning, are you living most of your time in the house of love? Or are you in the house of fear most of the time? That's lost. Now, when you meet my wife, Laura, you're going to meet an international sheep expert. Laura can tell you at a glance the difference between a Syrian sheep and an Irish sheep, an English sheep, a French lamb, an African ewe. She knows them all. And she not only knows them, she knows about them. She was, uh, we were at a bed and breakfast somewhere, and she went outside early and, and met a shepherd and the sheep were all at the other end of the pasture. And she says, how can you tell which one's which? And the old shepherd says, well, pod, pod. And one of the sheep leaves the flock and comes over and, and nuzzles Laura. Pod came because he knew the shepherd's voice. So one of my big questions this Christmas is, do you recognize the voice of the shepherd? There's so many voices out there. Do you know the shepherd's voice? Have you heard it recently? We're all sheep. The, the role of sheep is really quite simple. We, we're supposed to recognize the voice of the shepherd. We're supposed to follow the shepherd home. And when we get lost, we're supposed to wait for the shepherd to find us. You know what I love about this story? Christianity is not religion. If Christianity were religion, the good shepherd would come to us and say, change yourself, get better. But the shepherd doesn't say change. The shepherd says, come to me, follow me. That's the sign of people who are becoming less lost, who have been found by the good shepherd. They've been rescued. Remember our buddy Shackleton at the beginning? His 28-person crew watches him sail over the Wessel Sea in a tiny, tiny boat, 750 miles through icebergs and storms to St. George Island. No modern equipment at all. They are lost like no one in the planet has ever been lost. They leave at the end of April, and it takes them 16 days to get there. By the time they get to St. George's Island, Three of the men have gotten so weak 
that they can't walk over the mountains to get to the whaling station. And so Shackleton and two of his friends go over the mountains and take six days to stagger into the whaling station. And when they get there, the first thing they say is, we've got more back home. Please, let's go find those guys. And so they take a ship and they go get the three that are on the other side of the island. But when they try to get back to Shackleton's crew on Elephant Island, the ice is stacked up against them. And in May, they try, and in June, they try again. In July, they try again. And the fourth time, they take a Chilean freighter in August, and they have to turn back. By now, the people on the island are sure that Shackleton's dead, I bet, or lost, or never to be found. But at the end of August, on the fifth try, Ernest Shackleton gets back to Elephant Island And when he gets there, he sees the men on the shore waving, waving and jumping up and down. And the Shackleton story ends as he wades out of the little boat to his men on the shore and his men come up to him and say, we knew you'd come. We knew you'd come. I love that story. Shackleton's a hero to me because he'll do anything for his crew. I love that story. But when it's more than a crew that's lost, when the entire world is lost, when we're all lost, you need more than a hero. You need more than a super leader or even a king. You need a shepherd. You need a shepherd that'll come down from heaven, calling out your name, will go down into the cracks and ravines of our broken lives and find everybody and cries out our name a little louder at Christmas over and over until, not till you find him, till he finds you and picks you up and rejoices. The problem for me is that I find Jesus or Jesus finds me and then I wander off, I get lost again. There's an old hymn that says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. All the sheep stray. All of us sheep get lost. But the promise of the shepherd at Christmas is that the good shepherd will go to the ends of the earth, to the gates of hell, will keep coming to bring back just that one lost sheep. How about you? Are you hearing the voice of the good shepherd this Christmas? Do you know somebody who needs to hear that voice of hope? Are you living in the house of fear? Or this Christmas, have you been carried to the house of love? Lord Jesus, I thank you for the story of Shackleton and his bravery, but even more, I thank you that you grew up among the shepherds and that you are the good shepherd and you come down from heaven and you will not stop calling our names until you find us and we find you. Bless us, bless those that we love who are lost. And this Christmas, come and get us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit, amen. God bless you.